comes down to. This is music. This is mayhem. This is a high-voltage rock and roll podcast especially for you. Don't think because you haven't heard of us that we didn't exist. We've been here all along like a spirit roaming the night, seldom stopping to rest. Our path has been marked by the bolted skull and bones, smashed guitars, and starred stages across the world. Welcome to the full-on church of rock and roll. This is only the beginning. So excited for today, man. What do you guys know about the band Midnight? That it's badass. Yeah. Yeah, they're great, man. Really cool guitar riffs. Um, some of the some of the riffs actually kind of remind me a little bit of GBH, but it's still got that metal like yeah. overtone. Well, it's, it's Cleveland. It's, it's you know what I mean. It's like based in Motorhead and yeah. Discharge, and Definitely. it's just you can feel the Cleveland in it. So we're gonna have Athenar on today. Um, I'm excited about that. Yeah. How about you, Damien? I'm very excited about it. I hope he likes my sense of humor. <laughs> We're down a man. Keelan is not on the podcast today, but um, we are uh, nevertheless about to reach out to Athenar. I think he's in the, the cold depths of Cleveland right now. Ooh, yeah. Let's give him a call and see what's up. Frigid. Frigid, <laughs> right. It's zero. I saw on the Weather Channel, they said it was minus zero. I'm like, how the fuck can it be minus zero? It's either zero or it's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Oh, listen to that. It's the sound of my phone. Checks in the mail. Oh, hey. there he is. Athenar, how are you? <laughs> Good, man. How's it going, Tim? I'm, it's Orlock. No, I'm joking. Orlock. Orlock. <laughs> Mr. Orlock. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, it's All right. I blew it already with, you know, 10 <laughs> seconds in. It's that's, a, that's, and that's a, 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 I guess that's a Cleveland pun there already. Yeah. Ooh, a little breaker. Jeez. Hey, um, how are you, man? How you been? Pretty good, good, good. How about you? Good. It, it's funny because you, you, you reminded me the last time I saw you, we were on the road, but not together. It was some rest stop. It was on the East Coast. I think it was in that that little corridor between New York City and Montreal, so off the Deegan there at some rest stop. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I, I knew it was, I knew it was, a, you know, we weren't tapping feet in the restroom, but I knew it was at a restaurant, <laughs> a, a, a rest area somewhere. Yeah. 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 What were you doing yeah. in that rest area, Tim? Hey, dude, like when you're on tour, you got to go, man. You do? But, but we were running, like, it was so weird because you were running by me and I was running by you and you're like, Tim. And I was like, your real name. And then it was like, um, I couldn't believe I saw you there because it just didn't make sense at that time. You know what I mean? I'm like, I know yeah, that's yeah, him, it was, but what's it was like, Yeah, why would you see somebody randomly at a you know truck stop or a rest area what or whatever the hell? What a lovely place to meet. Dude, I'm pretty sure yeah. if you used a rest area, you're immune to COVID. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Exactly. For sure. So, man, since that time, you have blown up, and I, I can't be happier for you. We were, we were just talking about um, Midnight and, and the sound of Midnight and... I mean, I've known you forever, so I know that's that's just you. It it comes from you. It's a Cleveland thing, steeped in Motorhead, Ike here said GBH. Um, what what was the the genesis of Midnight? Um, genesis. How many syllables is that? Let me figure that one out. <laughs> it, yeah. Um, uh, do you mean like the the, the start? Yes. The genesis. I was just, yeah. I was just listening to Slade, so that genesis. Classic drill, dude. Put you in the spot. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, well, after, 
Well, like you said, you know, we, you know, we've known each other forever. So, you know, my, you know, you, you're aware of my past. And, uh, um, so, you know, I was you know, playing with Boulder for years, just in like, you know, bands, you know, with people that you grew up with. And, and then as, you know, as some things do, they just kind of run their course. So I just didn't want to be in just a band situation anymore after being in a band for so long with that. So I was like, well, maybe I can try something different and just, you know, it was just tired of compromising, you know, I mean, there's good, goods and bads about being in bands, you know, so it's good to bounce ideas off somebody and do that kind of stuff. But, you know, we did that for a while and I just wanted to kind of be selfish and just have things my way, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm so. glad that you, because I, I didn't know how far you wanted to get into your past. So that was kind of like a canary in the coal mine question. Like, are we going to mention oh, okay. Boulder? Yeah. Because Boulder's yeah. legendary in Cleveland, and and for me, Charles at Mind's, my mind's record, my mind's eye records, uh, man, that guy, he was your biggest fan, and I love Charles to death. Um, but you know, he turned me on to Boulder years and years and years ago. Same with Jim Donadio, and then you know, you guys were just balls out, just, you know, the twin V's and everything about it. I I love Boulder so much, and I'm I'm glad what you did with Boulder still stands the test of time and i'm glad you know you've now doing you're doing your own thing which to cool. me yeah 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 that was a that was a unique band too i mean we were just kind of like a little out of time at the place and stuff i mean but but like you said it, it was cleveland so i mean that you know it's if, if it were in time and place then it wouldn't be cleveland so cleveland always has to be some kind of weird outside the moment kind of thing you know yeah, so. it, it's Cleveland is like the family that comes to Thanksgiving, and it's a little bit off, but it's their own way of being off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I love it. I'm description. It. Um, yeah. So growing up, like you know, you're you're been into music. Like you're one of those guys. And again, about Cleveland, anyone in Cleveland that's into music, they're really into music. The Dave Swansons, you, Charles, and Donatio. I mean, like, what was it that got you into music growing up? I mean, are you from the East Side, West Side, or? Um, you know, I'm from, well, like the Aurora area, Twinsburg, Solon kind of area. So east side, kind of southeast side. side. Yeah. Shamu side. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. And, uh, Giaga Lake, dun, 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 <laughs> Giaga Lake. And, uh, so, um, but you know, what, I guess just what got me into it, you know, early, early, it was just, just radio, you know, just, just generic ass radio i mean my my parents weren't really like music heads although i did you know the 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 small records that amount of records that they did have was kind of some motown records and i and i still have those ones today as i'm looking at them right now but um so you know i can't really say it was a parents or anything it was just kind of hearing music you know on the radio you know just regular ass pop music in the early 80s and then and then hearing like Van Halen, just hearing like a, a sound of like electric guitar, then then that's kind of what threw me over the edge of just wanting everything harder and heavier and whatever, more rock and stuff like that. And then what you know led you to play bass? Um, well, you know, you know my neighbor, uh, well, Sammy, Sammy Sin, <laughs> he played in False Hope for a bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, he, he was my next door neighbor and, um, that was kind of lucky in that way because the both of us living out in the sticks, I mean, there was, we were the only people who, who cared about, I mean, 
music and stuff, you know? So I was fortunate that he was like a, he was like a kiss maniac and I was a kiss maniac. And I had, I had known him since we were kids, you know, but just being like him, just throwing me in the ground in the snow at the bus stop kind of thing, you know? <laughs> and until I realized like he, then, you know, once we got in our teenager years and I saw him and then he was wearing a kiss shirt. So I was like, Whoa, there's Sammy. You know, now he's, he's, he's wearing a kiss shirt, you know? And, uh, so then we, you know, I started just, he was like my mentor, you know? And, uh, and then he was, he was a bass player. So I was like, Oh yeah, that's cool. But, you know, playing bass is great. You know, Gene Simmons and Steve Harris and all that stuff. So, um, you know, that, you know, it was, it was, it was kind of maybe like the, the rarity factor again, you know, maybe, you know, just as a, as a collector in general, it's like, okay, anybody can play guitar. Anybody wants this, but man, you know, bass is fucking rare. You know, let me, let me get into some bass. Yeah. So that was kind of a, kind of a bit to do with it as well. I mean, you, you play with an attacking style. So obviously motorhead was in your past at some point because it's, you know what I mean? Like it's there, it's in your face. Like for me, when it comes to midnight, like, they're cool riffs and everything, but the power comes from the volume, and you can even tell it's recorded with volume. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the kind of stuff. I mean, it's you know, uh, yeah, playing a bass. Yeah, it, it was that's that's what those those guys I was going for. You know, Gene Simmons. He's not the most technical guy, but he's just like can do those bass slides and the <laughs> you know, it's, and that and the Steve Harris just pounding on it, Lemmy just pounding on it. You know, so. It really, you know, I do like people like you know your you know your Getty Lees and all that kind of stuff, you know. But but you know, I wanted bass to not be as subtle, you yeah. know. So you know, while we're on the the subject of bass, I just want to talk about uh, two punk to fuck. Like, there's like yeah, I think in like the one thirty one forty mark, there's like a bass line that comes in, and I don't want to be too graphic, but <laughs> I definitely got a boner. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. Well, I, I have, uh, I'm glad that we can talk on the phone here and, and I can, and I can honestly say I had nothing to do with your erection. Because I had bass on that. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. That was, uh, that musically and everything on that, on that, that tune was, uh, uh, Chris, Pr professor black from, uh, Chicago. And, and he, that was, that was a, that was a kind of, uh, he wrote the tune and, and did everything. He just, so he, he just, I was, we were crashing at his house one night and he said, Hey, I got this tune. You know, do you want it? Can you sing it? I said, sure. So I was just a, uh, what do you want to call it? Like a session musician there. Yeah. I was, I was paying for my night's stay as, you know, doing some singing. <laughs> paying know, for your meals, in the dude. Old, in the old Hell blues yeah. tradition. <laughs> yeah. In Chicago. <laughs> so, so let me ask you, do you have any like bass players that are under the radar that you kind of like low key, like I love John McVie or like, you know, or is it all just those guys that just punch you in the face? Uh, John McVie is, is a monster, as they say, and, uh, uh, what, what, uh, the documentary on, uh, rumors, you're a monster, John, <laughs> yeah, but, right. um, uh, you know, I, I guess it's, it gets those, those three guys were the, were the ones that really pushed me uh, as, as far as like the style, you know, it was, you know, Steve Harris, Gene and, and, um, Lemmy, but, <clears throat> um, I guess there's a, there's always there's always like good bass playing you know you know but um Blackie from uh, Voivod oh, I mean just his sound was was I mean it was kind of Lemmy-ish but it just it just pushed it even further yeah 
Um, it's that sound. It's like I, Ian, I, Ian from Breaker and and you know Doug from King's X. You know those guys have that sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian, you know, you know, was, his his stuff was always great too. You know, yeah. You know, Breaker's a great brand. So, so, so for you growing up, your way. I've always wanted because I don't. I didn't really know people that lived that far out of the city. So. <laughs> I never knew you died. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, because we all grew up and we would go to, you know, to Shattered Records or Chris's Warped Records and see all the yeah. Like, did you guys come in? Did you make the pil- pilgrimage to come into town, or or would you do? Oh yeah, yeah, and, and, and you yeah, know that, that's what I'm saying. That's that's what Sammy was uh, the key in that. You know, like the first time I went to Shattered, you know, it was like, oh man, you know, and uh, and Chris's. Yeah, you know, I remember when Chris. I mean, I'm sure you remember too, and when, when T-shirts were still only eight dollars, he had all the walls yeah. of shirts there for eight bucks. So um, those shirts are probably yeah, worth just, thousands now. If you had those, yeah, oh prints. definitely, yeah, yeah. And uh, so yeah, I mean, he was because you know, I didn't have a driver's license. Obviously, I was just a, you know. A, barely i didn't have hair on my ball bag yet at the time actually <laughs> so I, I was just he was taking me to those stores and and so i can buy you know, like sacrifice records and stuff you know shit that you couldn't get out this way you know you, out here um the closest i mean we you know you had your kmart and shit like that but if we went to the record exchange in um southgate and that was wow. that you know by the time I, I figured that one out i was probably about like 13 or something also you know but but then again, you know, it was too far to ride a bike, you know, and yeah. I, so I, I couldn't get out there. Shattered Records was great for for people that don't know Shattered Records. You first of all, you would, it was on one fi- was it off one fiftieth and Lorraine, right around that area? Um, yeah, right around yeah, right around one uh one twenty something. By, by the variety, yeah. And, yep. And then you'd have to buzz to get in, and this guy who yeah. you know looked like Scott Ian would look at you like, <laughs> I can't believe you want to come in my store and spend all your money. <laughs> And you come in, and I loved Frank. Frank was great, but he would remind you right away that it's not a library, so put the fucking magazine down. In yeah. those words, <laughs> you know what I mean. But he had everything. He has a sign. If if you have to ask the price, you can't afford it. <laughs> yeah, that was a good, another good sign that yeah. he had. I love that guy so much. And then then Jim Haymar from Breaker worked there for a while. So as little kids, we'd go and like, oh, that's Jim Haymar. You know what I mean? And it was just great. Like it's just that shit that you don't get anymore. It's it's awful. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was, it was it was it was definitely like when you went there, you know, and and uh, but you had to choose wisely, you know. What I mean, because now as you know, grown ass adults, you know, we have tons of disposable income at our fingers, you know, so <laughs> it's <laughs> very easy just to click a button and have records shipped to you. But um, but then yeah, I mean, I mean, as a kid, you had like seventeen dollars and fifty cents to work with. So yeah. you really had to Damn, dude, you're choose rich. wisely. Yeah, yeah. Well you, you shot by by if you didn't read about it in Krang or or even farther back like Cream and that, you shot by the album cover. I got burned once with the Genesis album when I was a little kid because it was like that looks like the best stage show ever and then I got it and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> 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 but on the flip side, the back of the first Iron Maiden album when it came out, that sounded like it looked. You know what I mean? Like it looked, yeah. Oh man, and that shit yeah, was important. Yeah, we've all gotten burned. <laughs> I mean, everyone For got sure. burned on on like fucking Molly Hatchet records. <laughs> I mean, I love Molly Hatchet, <laughs> but come on. But the, yeah, the, the the covers are like this is gonna be the fucking most ferocious thing ever. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and it's like, well, it's still good. It is ferocious. But <laughs> <laughs> I got I, I got burned by Grateful Dead as a, as oh. like a just. Not knowing because I didn't, you know, I was like, oh, Grateful Dead, oh, Skull, <laughs> yeah, so this, this is, <laughs> yeah, this is where it's gonna, oh man, yeah. 
And then like, wait a minute, maybe it's, maybe it's, uh, not, you know, maybe it's a misprint or something like that. But this can't be, <laughs> this can't be what it is. Or you right? play it backwards or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I'm so bummed. Oh yeah. Those are the assholes. days, man. <laughs> they are assholes. And then, so, so what's your, do you remember your first show in Cleveland that you went to? Oh yeah. I mean, it was, it was, uh, Ace really at the fantasy. I mean, I, that, that's when I, I, it wasn't until 87. Mm. So I was 13 at the time. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and then that summer it was, it was like, you know, like the best summer ever. I, you know, it was Ace Freely. Among the living. Freely's Comet. And, um, uh, the second one was, um, King Diamond in Trouble, Oof. which was amazing. And then the third one was Man of War. And so all, you know, all those three gigs I saw in the summer of 87. But you didn't go to the Anthrax it, among yeah, the living for it. I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, what that would you say to him? That the Anthrax among the living show was that summer too at, at the Fantasy. That was a great yeah. Show. I think that was that was slightly earlier, right? Yeah, it was like if, I, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But I didn't. I didn't go to that one. Mm. That was right before <laughs> I was allowed because uh, uh, the Ace show was in July, if I remember correctly. I think King Diamond was July 21st, um, 87. Um, and then it, that, it was right then. It was like that week. Then I was allowed to go to concerts at the, at the Ace Freely show. So your first shows were, were at, at the Fantasy. They weren't like at the Coliseum or one of the bigger arenas. No. My first big show, like it was at, um, I was getting confused, either Public Hall or Music Hall. I, I still get them confused. Which, but whatever the bigger one is. Public public okay then i saw is dio megadeth and sabotage <laughs> that sounds like a that sounds like a z-rock show dude yeah exactly i mean yeah we total had, z-rock we had z-rock in cleveland and i know it was syndicated it was in texas and everything like that and it's just like it was great at first and then everyone complained about it and then it was gone and then we're like fuck i wish i had z-rock back. yeah <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> Cause, yeah, well, I mean, because it, it was. I mean, yeah, it was great at first. I remember first hearing it. I was like, God damn, this is awesome. And then all of a sudden, it just turned into mandatory Metallica and Guns N' Roses. Yeah. You know, and that's all it was. And it was like, this this is, at first, it was, yeah, they were playing, you know, I heard Carnivore on there, Celtic Frost and Possessed. And, you know, they would actually play good stuff. Yeah. And it just turned into fucking glam rock and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I mean, we were lucky enough. I don't know how, how far you went back into college radio, but having like, at the time it was UJC, I think it's JCU now with Bill Peters and Mitch on Saturday mm-hmm. mornings. Like that's where I got everything from. So when Z Rock came out, it it didn't go as deep as those guys did. You know what I mean? No, no, no. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. It I got some of it out here, you know, like coming you know, like all the way out here. On a Friday nights so it was the Joe Mack show for for so yeah, I mean that's the first place I heard like enemy and sacrifice and stuff like that. And um so but the, the, the signal was kind of a bit fucked. You know, you had the thing you had to put aluminum foil on the antenna and kind of put it out the window the correct way and stuff. But people don't but know what co- we yeah, went Cleveland through. Cleveland has fucking what's that? People don't know what we went through just to get music and, and, and breasts on TV sometimes. I mean, there's. <laughs> <laughs> 
So classy. Breast. Flipping through National Geographic. No. Well, there was something before HBO called Preview, and you could go, I think it was Channel 61, and you could turn it like half Wait, were yeah. you touching the TV to change the channel? Yeah, dude. Take it easy. He's man. pantomiming. Yeah. So, so you had to turn the channel just a little bit, and then you'd kind of see breasts. And like, I think that's a breast. You know what I mean? And yep. No, Rewind. Oh, uh, damn it. It's a male breast. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Like, I, I just, I love, I mean, people know me, like, I live out here in L.A. now, but Cleveland's always home, and I just love hearing everyone else's stories, because it was a special time in my, my life to live there, you know, and I really appreciate all the stuff that was there, and the, I wouldn't be the same person I am today without the people and the places that I went to in Cleveland, so that's, I always ask people that are from Cleveland about that town. Oh, yeah, 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 it's, 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 you said it exactly right, I mean, it's, it's its own breed, you know, of, of, of people. And, you know, it's the Cleveland's always the type of place where you, you know, we're like a band, like the pagans where you, where you, you can like Ted Nugent and the electric eels or something like that. You know, it, it yeah, there it didn't, you know, whatever, you know, there was, there's no rules. You know, it, it's funny. Cause when I talk to some of the Dogtown guys out here now, like, you know, red dog and those dudes, they were like, they were the same way. They like, it didn't matter. It could, and it's funny you mentioned Nugent cause they're like, yeah, we listened to Nugent and then we listened to sex pistols and that's how Cleveland was too. There, it wasn't divided. Just like, fuck, let's just rock and roll, you know? Yeah. Yep. Hey, so is it a coincidence yeah. that after rebirth by blasphemy, the world ended? <laughs> you, you know, I, I it was great. planned. Uh, yeah. so yeah, I guess it's not a coincidence. That's what I was hoping for. Okay. I was hoping for a world play. I just want to give you your props here first. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, thanks. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, those, those are, that's, that's, you know, people can, uh, you know, like wear their cloaks and, and daggers and all that kind of stuff and talk to stuff. But man, I, you know, I, I put out, but this is, this means, you know, plague and disease. Let's, let's have it now. Let's, you know, so. it, like that album and, and that title track specifically reminds me of like a 90s video game where you're just like slaughtering people or something. <laughs> I'll take that. Like it's yeah. awesome. Doom or something, right? Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a good question, though. Like, so that's a big release for you guys coming out, are you? I'm going to just say you. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, like Damien said, the world ends. You know, world's gone mad. Like, like does yeah. that hit you? Obviously, it hits you in the face, but, like, what's what's the turn on the dime on that? Um. Yeah, it was just... It, I guess it, that was so Cleveland as well. You know, just my luck in general. You know, it's like Kevin Mac. You know, for years, I've I've just never like I was always just turning everything down. Like, nah, nah, I don't want to do that. Nah, you know, nah. And then finally, the time I say, all right, let's fuck it. You know, forty some years old. Let's let's finally do something here. And then yeah, typically, this this unprecedented thing happens and. uh that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. I, I warned you guys. I didn't want to do it. Yeah. Right. I mean, did you yeah. guys, did you have dates set up? Did you have tour plan and everything set to go? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, man. I mean, we had, yeah, tons of every, every, everything. I mean, festivals, all that kind of usual stuff, yeah. European tour, US tour, festival dates. Uh, even, you know, we even got the, and, and it's funny too, like, cause we were supposed to leave for just like, um, a short little, like an East coast tour um in mid-march so you know it's funny looking back now what you're what you're thinking at the time because you're like well, i give it like five days you know maybe we can just cancel those first five days and we'll just hit you know we'll, we'll catch up in new york or something like that yeah it's like you're right 
<laughs> that curve is not flattened yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's crazy. I mean, not to get into your business, but but do you have a booking agent? Do you guys do everything yourself, or what's what's the team there? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's and that yeah, that was part of it as well. You know, because up until that point, um, it was just it was just always me doing everything, and then it just got to be a drag. You know, it was it was just too much to handle, and then I was just. I, it was occupying for as little time as I put into it. You know, I was fortunate enough that like people were contacting me and stuff. So I wasn't like actively pursuing anything, but it was just the, just gathering people's, you know, the stuff to do. So I, I didn't do that anymore. So yeah. Um, you know, have a booking agent and, and a manager and stuff like that. So it, it, it helps, you know, um, it just but just coming from my background it's it's i just try not to think about it otherwise if i think about it it's like oh man that's not i don't, I don't want to do that that's stupid and this mm-hmm. and that but i mean at the end of the day it's it's my call which is good but it's um it's helpful but dude like you are one of the most authentic dudes i've ever met in my life and i i take that shit seriously to be honest with you like no one's ever gonna say that you sold out out of anyone you know what i mean like You've always just done your shit. You've always just pushed forward, and and it's it's amazing to see. I'm not comparing you to this band, but I love when when bands beat the system. I think that band, and I've never heard them, but Insane Clown Posse, they beat the system. You know what I mean? I think you've beat the system, and that's it's a beautiful thing for me to see because I came from the system. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, well, that's 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 all. It's all it is. I mean, it's it's um. I don't really, I'm just, I guess, too dumb to know any other way, really. I mean, I, I don't, I can just do what I would do. You know, I, I don't, I never had like a grand scheme other than a grand scheme of how I want the music to sound and how to be presented. So that's yeah. the important that's part. A, like, yeah, if you're just important. trying to the business part, but you don't really have any authentic sound or any passion behind it, then it's like, it doesn't matter. I mean, if, yeah, if, right. you, if you take something like you can't stop steel or you're, or, you know, lust, filth, and sleep. I mean, you can't have someone come in from label like, oh, I don't think we should do that. You're just like, fuck it. We're just going to play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. There's, there's definitely been plenty of ideas that, you know, maybe other people would have shot down, but you know, whatever. It's yeah. Not really. It was never really a concern of mine. So have you done anything in, in like, you know, in the past year, like live streams or, or are, how are you keeping everyone abreast of what you're doing there it is again preview <laughs> love this i love this talk yeah. 61 gents yeah take it easy you guys go get laid jesus <laughs> okay okay <laughs> um well you know i've 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 i i haven't you know i'm not i'm not really uh I mean, I know there's there's Instagram and F book and all that stuff, but I I, I don't have anything to do with those. They are. <laughs> I love you so much, dude. <laughs> I do. F book is the worst. Yeah, it's not really my thing. Um, uh, so I mean, uh, people do that, and as far as live streams, I I did. We were supposed to do one, I guess, next week. You know, and and when I say live stream, I mean live in the sense of like Kiss Alive or Judas Priest Unleashed East <laughs> Live. Yeah. Since explosions um, and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but we're gonna do that, and 
I mean, it, yeah, I'm still kind of on the fence about it, but it's, it's, it's kind of things like, okay, well, you know, you know, not, you know, not that I, you know, I, luckily I didn't go to college, but, um, you know, like, hey, you're in college, let's experiment a little bit, you know? <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's a, it will try, you know, cause yeah, I've talked to some people that have, that have done it. It's like, well, you know, we don't, there's nothing, um, you know, it's our, it's our only option at this time. And, you know, it's, well, it's better than the, better than the, uh, alternative or whatever. It's like, well, Maybe it's not, you know, I mean, if, if the alternative is, if, if, if someone, you know, just destroyed every bit of music and you were no longer allowed to listen to, not, not allowed, I'm saying there was no possible way to listen to any music except for Spandau Ballet, <laughs> would you listen to it just because that's the only music available? I don't think I would, you know, so like, <laughs> I get your just point, because, but I think just, that... just because the live stream is the only thing available right now, it's still, it's still not same you know yeah but i think people um, that are fans of your of your work would you know that's for them it's not like the last resort of what they're going to listen to it's like probably sometimes like the only thing they want to listen to so um yeah so yeah i can see both sides but but i see it because like when i was a kid and we, we've talked about this is like i would go to these record conventions and i would buy these bootlegs that auto from detroit would film from the last row of like kobo hall and was like oh look at the <laughs> show and i would watch it you know, over and over, yeah. I can see anything I want on YouTube now, and I don't even look at it. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. It's it's one of those things. I think it's because it's so available. It's not as special, right? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of yeah, if there was no music, if you could just pick three albums that would be left on Earth, what albums would those be for you? Oh, wow. Besides, great well, because I'm an <laughs> economic man, I, I would have to pick some double albums, I yes. guess. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, so I, yeah, I want, yeah, I'm not, I'm definitely not going to pick agnostic front victim and pain, you know, <laughs> fuck that 14 minutes shit, you know, yeah, right. but you can put on rhyme and ancient Mariners longer than that whole thing. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Let's see. I, I, you know, off, off the top of my head, you know, and, and as a double album, I would say physical graffiti. Mm. Um, I don't know that uh, one truthfully. No, I, I, I'm that guy. I've never owned a Led Zeppelin. I saw him at the Coliseum. Um, but I've never wow. ever owned one record. Oh, so you don't know? Wow, <laughs> I don't know Led Zeppelin. Fastway, yes. <laughs> they're they're one of my faves, man. That was that was a, that was a early on, and they they can they can they're for me they're still underrated band. As much as I know, probably people hate them, but there's I don't know they're 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 top in the just one of the top bands. I will say this. If they had either Paul Rogers or Steve Marriott singing, I would love that band, I'm sure. Well, they, uh, Robert Plant wasn't the first choice, as I'm sure you know, too. Yes. I mean, it was uh, Terry, whatever the hell. Terry Reed. Terry Reed, there you go. And, uh, See, which would have like probably been great, man. I would have, you know, that would have been, that would have been better. Yeah. Than, but, uh, little Robert Plant, you know, he's all right. He is, he's, he's my, you know, every band has their, at least you, know, you think the weakest link of the band. He's he's the weakest link of Led Zeppelin for me. One hundred percent. I like I said, it's just the vocals. I can't I can't even begin to do it. Yeah, I, I know a few people like that yeah. that that couldn't stomach Led Zeppelin because of that. Yeah. But um. But but okay. Well, then another one would just be Kiss Alive, another double album, and because it's Kiss. Of course. You know the problem. Um, I'm, I'm joking. I was, <laughs> there's no problem with Kiss or that or that album. Perfection. No, there is no problem. 
He's like, is there a fucking problem? Here? <laughs> yeah. Is there a problem? Yeah. He's like, you talk shit about the two albums yeah. I picked. No, no, no. Kiss Alive. Nah, Listen, nah. that's that's know, a gift from the gods. That's my mana. <laughs> or man. Yeah. The, the third, <laughs> the third one. Uh, it's a that's a tough one. I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess a, a beggar can't be a chooser. I mean, so you're gonna be happy, you know, even if it is a culture club album. I guess, you know, Ooh, if, hey. if if. So if you have kissing to be clever on there, let's let's just throw that on there just to be an asshole, you know. <laughs> although it, although that, that's not the truth, I wouldn't want that to be there. But I don't know. It sounds like it just it just <laughs> makes the other two sound that much better. Maybe that because man, if if you have physical graffiti alive and kissing to be clever, that's it, maybe you maybe you maybe you'll become a huge Led Zeppelin fan after that. <laughs> right? He's like this yeah. guy's not so bad. <laughs> I have no problem with Culture Club. I don't listen to Culture Club, but when I hear, it, I'm like, oh, that guy could sing, or a girl. I don't Man, I'm gonna get in trouble. But you know, the vocals were great. I'll just say that. How about that? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I saw him. Lat, let's see. Okay, I'm just trying to think of years. I mean, 2019, and they they played uh, at the casino around here, and they were really fucking good. Was the voice still there? Was it smooth and all that? Yeah, smooth. Yeah, yeah. And the same same people in the band, the whole deal. Same four dudes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, incredible. There is some of that early '80s stuff that I I love. Bow Wow Wow. That's one. Um, I'm famous for for loving Hazy Fantasy. Shiny, shiny. I <laughs> love shiny, shiny. <laughs> Dude, that that lead break in that song is fucking great, though, man. Music video is even better. Yeah, but some of it wasn't bad. Yeah, I hated no. it at the time. I don't judge. I don't judge at all. It's better than Quiet Riot. So at the time, how about that? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm a huge Quiet Riot fan. Are you? I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Well, I'm gonna say this. You're gonna. You're probably right now. This is a honeypot because you're trying to just make me say this. But what's people consider their second album, Condition Critical, which is actually their fourth? I love that record. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a good album. Yeah. I, you know, I love. But I mean, you're talking to a Quiet Riot fan, so yeah, I do like that one. Yeah. What other Quiet Riot albums do you like? Do you like the one, the third one with Wild and the Young? Uh, QR three. You know what? I I gave that one a, a, another revisit a few months ago, and and it's not as bad as I remember it being. It's not um, that noticeable. As, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're the only ones talking about this in the whole world today. There's no way anyone else said QR three. <laughs> and I like oh, how you corrected yeah. me with the actual title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 QR3? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, oh, now I know what you meant. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Make yeah. sure to keep him abreast. <laughs> I don't know. Things just got a little weird. Like, for me at that time, like, obviously Motorhead was still great. I loved Saxon, but they looked horrible. Ozzy was a cartoon yeah. character. You know what I mean? It was just, it was a really no, weird 86 time. was 86 was terrible for that that type of stuff. Everybody was wimping out. Iron Maiden was using guitar synths. Oh, the worst. Uh, Judas Priest using guitar synths. The worst. You know, that was QR3. I mean, you know, 86 <laughs> was like... Stop saying it. <laughs> Stop saying QR3. Uh, but, I mean, you know, 86 at least, is in far, as far as my world is concerned, that's, then you had Rain and Blood, so... Yeah. The world completely changed with Master of Puppets, Peace Cells, and Rain and Blood. Those three albums being released in '86, then it was like, okay, you know, then you just kind of forgot about stuff like QR3. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny too because that stuff was happening. But then on like on the heart, like all of those bands, like you know, when Enigma came out, like even SSD and DRI, they just they tried to go like crossover and. 
It's horrible, man. Just bad time yeah, for music. Yeah, just, yeah, with, the, with, with just more metallic or rock sounding and stuff. And yeah, even even Discharge, I think Grave New World oh. was 86 as well, too, wasn't it? Yeah, dude. That show at Peabody, oh, the worst. <laughs> That's a that's an infamous one. I always hear that. I wasn't there, but I just always hear you know people. Yeah, they're throwing garbage cans at them. And, <laughs> it is weird when it when it kind of switched over that way, and it is because of those bands and and because all of those you know Motorhead had already been around, so I don't know why everyone just jumped on that so long afterward. You know, like all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, Metallica and the, these bands come out, and everyone's like, even the the hardcore bands like, oh, now we got to be metal, and it was just a bad time for music and fashion. Yeah, yeah. So. Yep. Um, although, although uh, eighty six, though, I mean, Orgasmatron, that's probably one of my favorite Motorhead albums, you know. And then, yeah, like you said, they've been around forever. And at that point, it's like, you know, couple, you know, six albums in, four, five, six, seven albums in, and then you're releasing one of your best albums. You know, that's that's kind of a rare thing to do. Yeah, it's you know because I think a lot of to me, you guys in Midnight, it really reminds me of motorhead because you again you guys just keep pushing forward and i or you i'm gonna say you you just keep pushing forward man and it's and it's so cool well yeah that's that's the only way out that you know forward always forward never what's the, what's the stoner thing <laughs> forward the stoner? Never. there's like a stoner phrase i think that's it yeah i think you nailed yeah. it dude. <laughs> always forward something then you grab a snack <laughs> yeah <laughs> have you have you heard from any bands like you grew up listening to that are, that are into your stuff? Yeah, yeah, a few. It's kind of kind of surreal in a in a way. You know, I mean, it's just it's just kind of. I mean, I remember we were playing some festival in Germany, and uh, <laughs> I say Germany because I, I I once got a DVD from a Clevelander. <laughs> Who who gave me this uh, uh, a destructor and it said live in Germany. Oh, so <laughs> for forever then on, I've always referred to uh, Deutschland as Germany. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, yeah, we were playing a festival in Germany and uh, Tom G. Warrior was whoa. on the side of the stage, like head banging. I was like, whoa, man, that's you know. So I just tried not to look over there and yeah, so, yeah, it just you know, just kind of weird things, you know, um, kind of kind of funny. Someone told me that the G in Tom G. Warrior stood for Gunsmoke, and I believed him. <laughs> I swear to God. I think, I think it was probably Benante, because they were calling him Gunsmoke. I'm like, is that what the G? And I believed him at first, but that was during well, the cold rain days. <laughs> it was. Which sounded way better yeah. live than it did on the album. If you didn't have to see him, like, those songs are there. That, you know, were you were you at that show, the Cold Lake tour at the Agora? Or Cold Lake, yeah, I was. Yeah, me too. That Prove was the it. first time I saw him. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I like that better than the stuff before, to be honest with you. Like, when all this stuff was coming out, you bought everything, and we're going to differ. Like, when Merciful Fate came out, I didn't like it. I, again, I didn't like the voice. I'm not a King Diamond dude, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, strangely enough, I liked the, the, the Cold Lake thing. Uh, I just did. Wow, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But I, <laughs> I, w- I was out on a couple dates on that, that tour, so I got to see it a lot, and it's just, I don't know, there was something about it live that, that stood out. There's some good good. Yeah, I, I, was, I still liked it. I mean, I was, I was bummed out by that album, but I went to see him just because it was Frost. You know, they were one of my faves. Mm-hmm. But uh, I still, you know, I remember him opening up with the Usurper, and I'm still playing old songs, and it's still sounding good, so. Yeah. 
I was fine with it. Is there to a point? Is there a band that you absolutely hate? Um. Yeah, there's there's. Well, you know what? The thing is, the the bands that I that I absolutely hate are bands that I absolutely love as well. Like Aerosmith, post done with mirrors. I I can't stomach it. I yeah. I, I, I hate. 80s and 90s and 2000s Aerosmith, um, but I, but the stuff before that, you know, the 70s Aerosmith, I love. Um, the um, post David Lee Roth Van Halen, mm. I, I I've, I've never been able to get into it at all, and I just when I hear right now and stuff like that, I just I I don't know, I just don't like it. Um, Def Leppard, first two Def Leppards, I love, but. Yes. Like when I hear high stereo and pour sugar on me and all that kind of stuff, I just want to throw up also. Uh, it's weird because High so, and Dry is such an amazing album, dude, to this day. Oh, fantastic. You know, Lady Strain, all that stuff is so great. And and I think they ignore it. I don't know. I'm the same as you. The first time I heard Photograph, I'm like, well, I'm done with those guys. I thought that was the future, but nope. <laughs> way, to, way to let me down. <laughs> way to let me down, Joe Elliott. Yeah. I hope your drummer yeah. loses an arm. That's what I said. Oh. To a shark. Oh. <laughs> it was a Boo-doo. shark accident. Yeah, but, but it's the same. Like the Kiss stuff, I can't listen to that, that, you know, Crazy Nights and all that shit. I remember on that tour, they came to Cleveland with Ted Nugent opening. I'm like, Ted oh. Nugent. You know, I'm like, fuck, that would be a perfect bill for me. But I went to see Manimals at the time at Diversions on the same night. I was like, fuck, the only time I didn't see Kiss because that album was so bad. And he saw the Manimals, huh? That's cool. Eighty, so that would have been eighty-seven. The Manimals. Yeah, yeah. Best decision you ever made. It was. There you go. Yeah. It was. Were you Were you at the show? This is This is an infamous story. I always hear. Uh, Tom Darks told me this a couple times where <laughs> somebody was. Uh, I can't remember which show it was, but it's a fantasy. They were talking about Larry's uh, football pads or something like that. You know, or, or, or you know, like he because he had the the, the fur. And then so he like chased them out of the, I think it might have been at the fantasy or something like that. It was the fantasy. There is video of, I've seen the video too. Oh, is there? Yeah. It's amazing. Damn. <laughs> Larry is, fuck man, I love Larry. This guy's such a legend. Like to, to play in a band with him and to, to, to be on that stage playing those songs was so much fun. I can't tell you, man. shitless. Oh, well, yeah, you want to do it. I could imagine. You know, because rip your face off. Yeah. <laughs> but, What's up, Larry? Um. Yeah, we had Larry on here. It was great, man. We should have him on more. Um, but that is a true story. And he chased oh, them cool. down, yeah. down the stairs. Um, and uh, I think what was it? It was at the fantasy. It was, it was at the fantasy. Like, yeah. but but the move, like Larry did, like uh, you ever see like the old Star Trek when Captain Kirk acts like he's not going to punch you and then he punches you. <laughs> yeah. Larry did like acted like he was just <laughs> getting his base set and all that stuff, and then boom off the stage. <laughs> so badass, dude such a legend and i love it even more because larry will play it down because he had the the incident with dave mustaine too where he put him up against the wall Um, oh i didn't know about that one oh yeah it started with a a scene magazine article where you know larry was doing um you know the manuals thing and sort of little wwe or wwf at the same time and uh those guys megadeth took uh they had a problem with it and they you know blew smoke in his face and which I can't even imagine that's what they thought they wanted to do at that moment. (laughs) 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 Yeah. And they did it. And yeah, that's a famous story. 
Wow, blowing some some like 120 pound junkie blowing smoke in uh, Larry the Wolf's face. Yeah, and, and expecting he's like, hey, you know that's not cool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, what they think he was gonna apologize? <laughs> Come to Cleveland, play with the Manuals, and think Larry's gonna apologize? Apologize with his fists. Yeah, <laughs> he's a legend. I love that guy. The first time yeah. I, I worked with Megadeth, I I was I used to be like a. Uh, what do you want to say, roadie or whatever, or whatever? At, I think at, it's groupie, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> Remember the the Brooklyn Tavern? I was never there, but yeah. I, I've, I've known shows there. Yeah, yeah. So Megadeth played there, man. And they, again, you know, it was that Gar was on drums, and they were so strong. Was that was that a um, a two show? Um, night, like, because I remember reading a review for that in, in Alternative Press, and when. I thought it was like a under twenty one show and an over twenty one show. I think it was. It was. I can tell you the date. It was January twelfth, I think, because it was my birthday. I remember because I I, oh. used, I used to be like a stagehand there because my friend was like the promoter. I remember when Poison came there. He's like, "Oh, you're gonna love them. They're like the New York Dolls and Kiss." <laughs> and they walked in, and we were just like, we looked at them. We're like, "Nope." And just we left. the New York Dolls <laughs> look. But that's it. <laughs> we left, dude. Yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna hang out with these guys. This is horrible. <laughs> but it was a rad spot. Back in the day, yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what um, with Destructor probably played that one. I think Destructor too. played that one with Megadeth. Yes, yeah, yeah. Do you ever go see Destructor? Can I can I say you played with the... Destructor? Yeah, yeah, because oh, okay. it'd be true. It would. <laughs> yes, yeah. I don't, dude. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like Richie Cunningham oh. when he took a picture of Clarabelle the clown without makeup. <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that how I feel right now, man? I don't know what I can say. God, that's an you old can reference. You say whatever you like. <laughs> Google it. So how was that? Destru- well, actually, I saw I saw Dave Holocaust last show. Really? At Peabody's. Yeah. That was December of, uh, of 87. What's wow. the story be de- besides December? <laughs> German D. German D. Well, December. Why don't you tell I'm the- very worldly, as you can tell. <laughs> why don't you tell t- uh, Since people might not know the whole story with Dave Holocaust. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a tragic yeah. story, man. I mean, it, you know, that was, uh, he, he got murdered. I mean, the short, short story is he got murdered New Year's Eve, you know, New Year's Day, however, you know, you want. I think it was actually New Year's Day, but. Yeah, some guy just knifed him and killed him. Yeah. So, yeah, it sucks. And they were about but, uh, to, like, they were going to be one of those bands that I think that was going to, you know, Bill was working them a lot, and I think they're going to do well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they, that was that was the thing. I mean, they were just, they were so popular. I mean, that, that show at, at Peabody's, I saw them, I mean, it was pretty much sold out. I mean, I was... Still, a, you know, like a hairless ball bag kid just sitting <laughs> on the, that side. Remember the, the side... Um, at Peabody's, each side of the stage had like the, what do you want to call it? The, like those long tables or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what you want to call them, but I was just sitting on that watching a show. And I just remember just thinking, damn, you know, this is, this is great. I mean, cause to me, they weren't like a Cleveland band. They were, they were just as good as, you know, Metallica or, 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 you know, any, any of the major real bands, I guess, if you want to call it that. But yeah, I love Destructor. The drummer's name was Matt Flammable. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> there's, I've n- Say that again. I, I just never knew why he went by Matt Flammable. That's a weird name. 
I think maybe it's just kind of like, well, well, maybe it's something you don't, you know, like, because maybe that's why you don't like Led Zeppelin. Because <laughs> like, like those vowels, yeah, like right. Led and Zeppelin, Matt, Flammable, Black, Sabbath. Hey, you know? I, I went by the name Orlock, the undead. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of that, though. I'm very proud of that. Um, that's a that's a great name. That's and and uh and and I must say I I, I why well, I I hear rumor is that horrorcore is is going to be reissued soon. I don't know if, how true that is or if you know anything about it. Yes, there. So Larry, I don't know. Larry's probably going to beat me up now, but there there is uh he's, oh shit, here it comes. he's putting out like an anthology that has Blood is the Harvest and horrorcore, um and then there's also some live tracks on there. And some demos and everything. It's just like all of the manual stuff. It sounds really good. I, I've heard it. So great. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be. That's gonna be a good one. I mean, if if I knew we were being recorded on some of those live shows, I probably would have practiced or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Exactly. That's how I feel too. For wimps. Yeah. Probably would have tuned up for something. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not known for that. But. I mean, but that that goes back to like you mentioned, Unleashing the East. That album's a gift from the gods as well. But like, obviously, it's a studio album for the most part. Although they played really well on that tour, but you know, it still sounds great. But I like. Yeah. I think it was Roger Daltrey said a a, a bum note for a beat of sweat every any day of the week. Yeah, That's how totally. I feel. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, definitely. Cool, man. So, so what do you got planned? What What's next? You got big plans? You're just gonna wait to see how things happen? Have you been writing? Yeah, I mean, I've been been busy uh, as far as I mean, I've 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 been I've been actually liking this stuff, you know, catching up on a lot of records I haven't listened to in a while. Um, but yeah, but, you know, so as of right now, there's two albums fully done and recorded. Wow. You know, just sitting there, you know, and I got probably two albums m- worth more uh, still to record at some point. So right kind of ahead of the game as far as that goes, which I'm sure a lot of people are that just have a lot of time to not do any touring and stuff. So, so, uh, yeah, so, that's, that's a good thing. What is the process for, I mean, do you do everything in the studio still or? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's just, that's just the kind of way I know there's, it's, it would probably be more efficient and probably sound better. You know, like if, if people that actually knew how to play their instruments well played on it, but I still just like that. I don't know that that charm of of just playing on the edge of your ability kind of thing. Yeah. So for me, that's that's just the kind of sound that I like. You know, uh, you can tell like, that, you know, it's not totally easy for me to do. <laughs> you know, it's it's you know, it's not like I'm just like plopping behind. Okay, let me just whip out ten guitar solos here really quick and yeah. see which one I like best. You know, it's it's more like there's some struggle in there and, you know, and I think that's, that's part of what you can hear. You can hear, you know, a brother's struggle. So. <laughs> it, all, it all sounds great, man. Like I dig it. So, and it's crazy though. Now, like you have kids that are like, you know, seven years old, they can play eruption, but it doesn't mean shit. Cause there's no feel to it. You know what I mean? They, yeah, they're like, ma- yeah, fuck those kids, <laughs> man. You know, <laughs> but, but it's like, yeah. you, it's weird. Like, so I know what you're saying and, and you're, you're kind of downplaying your abilities because you're you're really good at the shit you do, um, but things sound better when they're they could be on the verge of falling apart, and I love that. I mean, yeah. I've done that my whole life. It's like when someone's voice yeah. cracks, you know, like just yeah. it just it's human. You can't do it again. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You can't. You know, it's okay. Try that again. It's like or you know, we, it's always good. 
just like rock and roll is, is everybody knows that knows rock and roll. It's just the best, you know, just to have it just slightly off the rails. You yeah. know, you don't want to have like a safe train that's going to be okay. You know, you just want it to have, just always be on the edge of like it can crash at any minute. So it's like when you you go to dinner with a girl and you sit down on the thing and it makes a fart sound and like you can't get it to happen again. Yeah. And they, don't, they don't believe you. Yeah, that's rock and roll. <laughs> that is that's the definition of rock and roll right there. Yeah. Right. Well, man, I I you know there's been a lot of you know whether it's in football or music in Cleveland and a lot of almost been and you're doing it and so happy for you and I'm proud to know you and I miss you and I hope we can hang out at some point and see each other on the road in a rest stop, you know, and get weird. <laughs> <laughs> Did we just say that in public? <laughs> yeah. Well, I did say boner. On the- <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm, I'm serious, dude. Like, I mean, I, I love m- nothing more than going back to Cleveland and talking to people about music. You know what I mean? And you're, Anytime I've seen you, like we've talked about music, and that, that's just what I love to do. So I appreciate your time today, and man, congratulations. Oh, well, I, I appreciate you uh, even giving me the time of day. You know, it's, it's cool. I'm glad Jim hooked us up. You know, yeah, Jim is the best, and our producer Dale off the rails. So thank you. What's up, Dale? And uh, yeah, yeah, thanks, man. And uh, let me know, hit me up when next time you're around here, and I'll hit you up when I'm in Aurora at a rest stop. Yeah, we'll do. Uh, how often do you make it back here? Um, well, I was coming back like anytime I was on, on the road. Um, but obviously last year is a different year. Um, but I, uh-huh. I come back at least four to six times a year just to see my family. Oh, okay. And get some of that Cleveland cool. ice cream. Hell yeah. <laughs> Go to yeah. Mitchell's. So, <laughs> but yeah, we'll cool, do it. We'll yeah. all get together and, uh, just have a good time. All right. Good. All right. Thank you so much. Mike. All right. Thanks guys. Yeah, all right. Thanks, okay. Thank you. Bye. All right. I'll see you. Rock and roll. Mm-hmm.